बुक माई शो जूक बॉक्स प्रेजेंट्स थिंक अबाउट इट विद दीक्षा एंड आदित्य वेलकम गाइस टू द फिफ्थ एपिसोड ऑफ थिंक अबाउट इट एप्ली टाइटल्ड वेयर डिड माई मनी गो एन एपिसोड वेयर वी टॉक अबाउट हाउ इेशनल वी कैन गेट वेन इट कम्स टू मनी वाई वी कैन लेट गो ऑफ आर ओल्ड स्टफ एंड वॉट इन द वर्ल्ड इज रोमियो एंड जूलेट इफेक्ट All this and a lot of psychological insights coming up right in a few moments. Hey Aditya, can I ask you something on the show? Go ahead. Even if I say no, you'll ask me anyways. Yeah, right. So, you're a salaried person, right? Yes, and I'm not telling you my salary. I'm not asking about it either. Then So if you're salaried, which means you get some decent money at the beginning of the month and uh-huh. feel like a king for a few days. Oh, that only happens if you don't have a lot of credit card debt to repay. Okay, assuming you don't. Do you like most of the people at the end of the month think that where did my money go? Like this month I was going to save x amount, but that never happens and you're dependent on the next check to come in. Not exactly, um, you know, fortunately or unfortunately I have you, someone who is always busy judging my financial decisions. <gasps> like I have been wanting to buy the new PS4 and you simply won't let me. Come on, trust me. It's literally one of those things that you think you need but you actually don't. You don't even have the time for it and it's just going to be lying on that shelf untouched. Plus you already bought an iPad and one impulsive purchase a year is more than enough. But believe me when I say so, if I get an PS4, that will make me a better person. Seriously, that's exactly what you said before buying the iPad too. <laughs> Okay okay so PS4 and iPad aside it's true you do begin with a certain amount of money and by the end of the month you don't even get to know and your money is gone like fush and today's episode is just about making sure that doesn't happen and we have got a lot to discuss so aditya let's get shopping why have you opened up this shopping site to buy a new sweater for you okay so let's look for some sweaters that Don't make you look like a father of two kids who are hitting adolescence and are going to come back from school and ask, "Dad, what's sex?" Well, the first of all, dad bod is in. Only if you're actually a dad. And secondly, kids don't need their parents to know about sex anymore. Hmm. There we go. These two sweaters seem the best, I guess. Cool. Uh, so what do we have here? So we have two sweaters that look almost similar and are of the same color. One is priced at fifteen hundred bucks, but no discount, and the another is priced at fifteen hundred bucks too, but the original price is twenty five hundred, and thousand bucks have been discounted. Right. So, which one are you going to buy? Hmm, tough choice. Not exactly tough. So, absolutely, I'll buy the second one. Seems like a pretty good deal to me. There you go. That's contrast effect at work. I knew you were doing all this to make a point. You are not kind enough to buy me a sweater. Anyways, what's contrast effect? So, contrast effect essentially revolves around the fact that it's easier to decide something is good, beautiful, expensive when we have other things of the complete opposite trait to compare it with, say inexpensive or ugly. Okay, what else does this effect do? It's the effect behind you liking a 1500 bucks product discounted from 2500 bucks compared to a product of 1500 bucks. It's the same effect that will make you think that it's completely okay to pay five thousand rupees for a charger of a phone that costs eighty thousand rupees, a price that would otherwise seem ludicrous to pay for a charger. Whoa! So 
the whole discounting industry would fall if this doesn't exist. A fifteen thousand rupees jacket might seem like a lot, but when it's discounted to seven thousand rupees, it seems like a steal, even if the price is more than what you were intending to pay. Exactly. This is so similar to what I read in one of my favorite books of all times, Predictably Irrational by Dan Ariely. Similar to what? Decoy effect. It is mostly used as a pricing tactics and says that consumer preference between two options changes substantially when a third option is introduced. How's that? Let's go to the movies for that. Cool. Tickets booked. You want to book some meals as well? Maybe popcorn? Okay. You are paying for that though. Wait, tell me the price first then. So the smaller tub is 150 rupees and the large one is 250. Duh, go with the smaller one. But wait, there's a medium tub as well for two thirty rupees. Two thirty. Hmm. But for just twenty more bucks, I will be getting the larger tub. So let's go with the larger one. So that was a demonstration of decoy effect, guys. Used in so many places. In fact, this popcorn experiment is one of the most popular experiments associated with decoy effect. And this is the same tactics that is used in so many places: subscriptions, different variations of a phone, even politics. Decoy effect is everywhere. Exactly. You have two things to choose from: one cheap, one expensive. Add a third option on the expensive side, but slightly lower, almost similar to the expensive option. And now the expensive item suddenly becomes so much more desirable because customers they suddenly see a lot of value addition at a very low raise in the cost. Got to watch out for this. I have heard this effect works extremely well. You have heard exactly the right thing. That's why Dan Ariely says. When you go to a party and you look average, which is the case with you, take friends with you who look even more average. The contrast effect or the decoy effect will sure work its magic. Hey, that's mean, but nevertheless, I'm hungry now. Let's order food, please. Cool. Order whatever you like. Hmm. So I like this restaurant, but it only has cash and delivery. Let me see how much cash I have in my wallet. By the way, where's that expensive money clip that you bought? Mm, I actually couldn't find the utility for it. Another one of those things you thought you need but you don't. Why did you even buy it? Well, because the guy selling me stuff in the shop was so nice. I mean, he was playing the same music that I like. We talked and we were into same games and were even binge watching the same show at that time. I had to buy something. Gosh, that's exactly why you should never go shopping without me. That was simply a liking bias that made you buy that money clip. Liking for the sales guy? Yes. Liking bias is essentially this tendency to buy something from someone who seems likable. More likability, higher the tendency to buy from that person. Even if buying from that person or overall purchase might not be the most rational decision? Exactly. Is that why brands are always doing things to make themselves more likable, more attractive? more of you know hey customer we like you you are a good person for having bought this product yes outward attraction and the other person liking you are two critical factors in you liking someone and the third one is similarity or what happened to you at that shop you mean if i feel the seller is just like me that increases his her likability to me yes that explains all the campaigns that brands do with people of different skin tones or different body sizes or average looking people it's not about empowerment or diversity silly it's about selling you more soaps 
From what I understand, the guy was even mirroring me. A popular sales technique where you mirror the gestures and postures your prospective client is doing to make them feel you are quite similar to them. Might be. Honestly, I've taught you so many money-saving insights. I do deserve something in return. Mm, you don't do anything without returns, anyways. Uh, take anything but my headphones. Arey, give them to me, no. I'll buy them from you. Is that okay? Hmm. Okay. Eight hundred rupees, and they are yours. But you bought them for a thousand bucks. Eight hundred is way too high. Okay. How much would you pay for a second-hand fifteen hundred bucks headphone? Hmm. Not a penny more than thousand rupees. Wow. Just because you own this headphone, you're willing to sell it at only twenty percent reduction. Well, if you were to buy a fifteen hundred rupees headphone used for the same time, you're expecting close to thirty-three percent reduction. Oh, I get it. I get it. You will explain endowment effect to me now. You got me this time. In terms of money, we tend to value things we own a lot more than the ones we don't, leading to the accumulation of junk at our homes. We are just not willing to let go of, or irrational prices when it comes to selling your own things. A good explanation for endowment effect, and it's pretty active in a lot of cases. Sometimes even in cases when you don't even own the thing, but just have the perception that you do. This happens a lot during bidding. You bid for something, you are the highest bidder, and you start creating this illusion in your head that you actually own it. Then someone else comes along, bids an even higher price, and you bid higher and higher until it reaches an irrational amount, just because you started having this feeling that you actually own it. Same goes for products on trial period. You own something for a while, and you start getting this feeling of ownership. And when the trial period ends, you don't want to get rid of this product that quote unquote you owned. Just imagine coming second in a competition. You feel sad. You were close. You almost won that first position. Or a better example is: imagine being promised a raise in salary. Even before you get the money, you start owning it in your head, and you start thinking of the different ways you are going to spend it. Oh man! And imagine not getting that money. That would hurt. Although funnily enough, you're losing a thing you never owned. So the bottom line is: don't cling on to things. In fact, there have been experiments where half the participants are given a product while the other half aren't. After keeping the product for a few days, the price the owners were selling the product at was multiple of what the other participants were willing to buy it for. Funnily enough, the owners got it for free and didn't even own that product a few days before. Oh, the speed with which we get attached to things! But I guess the only product people should spend irrationally on are the ones that are rare. Is it so? Think again. What now? Scarcity error. Sure, I mean things that are scarce seem to be a lot more valuable. Besides monetary things, think of just people who are unavailable. Romantic interests. The more an option seems unavailable, the more desirable it seems to be. That's actually Romeo and Juliet error. The harder the chances of being with a person, the more desirable it becomes to be with that person. Explains why we are attracted towards products with so-called limited availability. Imagine you already have a lot of subscriptions, and another one comes up that you don't really need, but only limited subscriptions are sold. Now suddenly the subscription becomes desirable. It is limited. It's scarce. You want it. You want it now. Many industries simply thrive on scarcity error. Diamonds, for one, are useless, but the whole industry works towards keeping its supply limited so that it appears scarce and hence can be sold at. Do you accept payment in kidneys price? A lot of shopping sites, art galleries, put up a fake show of a lot of their products being sold out, just to create that illusion of scarcity. 
but what can be done the more abundant an object seems the less valuable it becomes to people the more its quality and utility is questioned oh is that the reason we don't care for our natural resources because to most of the people they seem abundant or this is the reason people stop valuing people because availability seems abundant to them is that the reason consultants who keep their time limited to clients seem so important than your regular employees oh or is this the reason you keep calling your ex because they are no longer available oh so desirable we should give a tagline to our show think about it saving planet saving relationships <laughs> saving businesses since 2018 good one but this whole conversation about error and judgments when it comes to money and relationships would be incomplete without sunk cost fallacy right to go through it quickly sunk cost fallacy is essentially you investing a lot of time and money into something because you already have invested a lot of money or time into it even if all you're getting are losses and there are no profits imaginable in near future and the situation keeps on worsening because you invest you get a loss but you have invested already so you invest a bit more and now the investment becomes even more so the tendency to stick increases even more and so do your losses and those losses keep on ballooning until unless you have nothing left to lose true for both businesses and relationship but one of the best investment you guys are making is the time you invest in this show correct and keep your liking bias alive for us because a one of us is attractive me right b which is like you ambitious but equally lazy and busy making one judgment after the other consciously or unconsciously i am the attractive one right and see we like you too no we love you and with that it's a wrap for today's show in the next episode we will discuss how we are entirely different human beings when we are in a social setting and no it's not about how you eat in public versus how you eat on your bed keep listening to think about it with me diksha and aditya This show was written and produced by Aditya Gopal Ganguly that you can listen to exclusively on Book My Show Jukebox where all you have to do is just press play.